welcome to My Therapist is Out, an open space therapy collective podcast. We are your hub for queer and trans mental health care. Each episode, we will speak with one of our therapists or collective members and chat about a mental health topic using a queer lens. And I am your host, Renee Johnson, licensed professional clinical counselor, art therapist, and founder of Open Space Therapy Collective. This week on My Therapist is Out, we have a swapcast. I did a recent interview for a local university for their teachers who are looking to use creativity and art practices in the classroom to enrich the teaching experience. I think this is a really important topic, and I think it relates to all of us, especially those who use creativity as a hobby or a profession or just want more creative flow in life. Please enjoy the following and let us know what you think. My name is Renee Johnson. I'm an art therapist and I am a part of the Open Space Therapy Collective with a whole bunch of other creative art therapists. I'm a painter. Throughout the years I've gone into some more multimedia sculptural stuff but keep coming home to, to painting. Um, and all the paintings focus on people, which really as a therapist goes hand in hand. It's, very much part of that same that same process. I think everybody has their own way to their own rhythms and mark making and color usage in their creative process. Um, so when I'm working with somebody, I try to use their creative vocabulary. Um, in their process because it's about them. Obviously it's me, so mine's always going to get filtered in there. Um, when it's my own, when I'm doing stuff for myself, um, I'm much messier. I love a mess. Um, I want to get my hands dirty. I want to like be in it. I want to often I'll be like have, by the time I'm ready to like move into the canvas and into the paint, I'll often like sketch something out, but then just start making a mess and seeing where in the painting, okay, like, oh, this feels like we can get this part to pop out a little bit. Oh no, we hated this. We're gonna like mess this all up and really kind of ebb and flowing with it. And in conjunction with that, there's a very predictable emotional cycle that happens through like by the time I'm putting paint on canvas where I'm like excited and I love it and then I, I absolutely hate it. Um, for like a good chunk and then I like get mad and like walk out of the room and I don't look at it for like a month um, and then kind of go back into it and it like pretty quickly like completes its circle and so there's also very much it's helped to realize that that emotional process happens every time because then I can be like oh, okay I'm not actually hating this all of these like voices in my head that are like oh you're a terrible painter why are you even doing this you should be embarrassed all of that stuff that we all have pop up is just part of kind of the closure process of like your time with this with this specific piece is, is almost done um, I spend a lot of time letting my subconscious play around with it and one thing that's been really helpful for me is if I ever get stuck um, and this is something that I learned from like art therapy and creative creativity development world is your your subconscious doesn't understand the difference between me 
dreaming about a wine glass, me holding a wine glass, me drawing a wine glass, like it registers it all as the same thing. And so if I'm ever stuck in a problem or I'm like, I wanna paint this person, I can't quite see it yet, I can't quite feel the colors yet, I'll start rearranging my studio. And part of what that helps a subconscious do is it rearranges the objects that I'm trying to think about in a painting that I can't quite figure out yet. So there's one right now that's um, a, f a friend of mine that's dressed up in drag and he's got this beautiful curly yellow wig and I've been stuck on it forever. I probably will be for another six months. But if it's ever at a point where I'm like, keep like kind of glitching out and can't quite see it move to the next space or can't quite feel how I want that to come, I'll start rearranging. And it really helps lets your subconscious be like, okay, what if we actually used this color there? What if the hair like moved like this in the painting? And you know, after a while, all of a sudden the, the next image of, and very visual person, I kind of think in images. And so it, the next image of like, this way a paint stroke will happen or a way a chunk of the painting will come out will start kind of emerging. Um, and so I spend a lot of time in that like incubation space, which is really helpful. The training and working as an art therapist, you start to realize the emotional process of anything as a creative process. And so starting to link those two things together in my own and like making painting after drawing, after sculpture, after, you know, whatever it is. And you start to be like, oh, I hate this thing every time. Why is that? Why? Okay, maybe this isn't about me actually hating it. Maybe this is about what emotional process I need to go to to make a piece of art. Um, yeah. Curiosity really empowers us to be able to engage with our emotions and with creativity and with art making and with participating in life um, in a way where we're really empowered to make the decisions as we go through it. Which I think everybody's creative, some people just decide to shut it off, um, is kind of what drives all of my professional endeavors is let's bring that out. Let's use that because there's such a way to think and feel through the world that can be informed through that kind of unspoken creative process that will help us grow and develop. And it also requires a lot of vulnerability to be in the creative process and to really let yourself engage in that. Requires you to let go of some control and trust your inner world and your inner self. Um, and that can be really scary. And there's a lot of places and spaces in our world where that's not safe. It's a privilege to be able to be creative. And it's a privilege to be able to do that often. And I think it's really important to recognize that you have to be safe in order to be creative. Um, is it accessible to everybody? Everybody has it. Not everybody is safe enough to be in a place where they can use it and or, and or use it often. Um, and so I think that's an important thing in going into this if, you know, especially thinking about teaching in a classroom, is a classroom that you're providing a safe enough place where people can be creative, where they can try things out, where people can fuck up and say the wrong thing or make something that's ugly. Is, an, is it safe enough where another student knows to respect and think before they comment on some of another student's work? Honestly, just play. Like, 
be in the play space. That's all it is. Like, be in the curiosity and the play of it. And the second that you go into the analyzing and the judging and the shame and all the other stuff that comes out, it's only gonna hinder your own process and you hinder your own creativity. So just play and be curious. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. Leave a comment below or email us at communications at Open Space Therapy Collective. You can follow us on all of the social medias. And if you're in California looking for a therapist, visit our website at openspacetherapycollective.com and book a free intro call with one of our therapists to see if we are the right fit for you. My Therapist is Out is an Open Space Therapy Collective podcast. Our therapists are Kristen Crow, Debbie White, and Renee Johnson. Clinical consultant, Jenny Nigro. Communications coordinator, Riley Andreessen. Marketing consultant, M. Issa Messaging. Administrative assistant, Mitzah Ruaz. And our podcast editing is done by Smash and Grab Studio.